What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In These Current Times. <clears throat> I am your friendly board host, Juggernauts, and let's jump right in, shall we? Uh, yep, um, missed a couple of days, um, kind of been under the weather a little bit, but you know, I'm just trying to, try to give like, so there's been a lot of news over the past week, so I'm going to try and just kind of summarize the major ones and talk about them and um, you know, pick up from the actually right off the bat. Actually, what I want to talk about is um both the latest episodes of the mandalorian and, and peacemaker i was going to do a breakdown of each episode after the air but i didn't have time so i'm just going to summarize them uh, at least looking forward to the next episodes i'll drop in this week uh first of all the i mean book of boba fett actually because to be honest this episode of um the book of boba fett was basically the mandalorian um, what do you call it season 2.5 or like season 3 episode 0 because i mean it was obviously purely focused on the Mandalorian himself on Dean and it kind of shows us kind of his life, how his life has been going since he had to give up Grogu. You can tell, you know, there's that kind of um, whole shaped vacuum in his heart and things like that. So I, I really like this episode actually. It was really, I think it's the best episode so far. I mean, which kind of says a lot, um, you know, because the best episode of Book of Boba Fett was ever feature Boba Fett himself. And look, I know a lot of people don't like the show. I myself, I'm not big on the entire show. I like some episodes. I've liked two episodes, the first and the third. I didn't like the second and the fourth. But, um, no, sorry, it was the opposite. I didn't like the first and third. I liked the second and the fourth. Yeah, so, <clears throat> this has always been my inclination. And I said this actually after um, Boba Fett appeared in um, season two of Mandalorian. I always said that I don't, when I remember when I saw the preview for the book of Boba Fett, I was obviously excited, but I was like, one thing I think made Boba Fett the most iconic, one of the most iconic Star Wars characters, despite having very little screen time, is the fact that it's his mystery, you know. And I always love, I love the way he shows up in The Mandalorian, and then you know you, you see a lot of scars on him that tell a lot of stories, and you don't understand where he's coming from, and you see him very brutal and visceral. I would have preferred if he actually kept on appearing in The Mandalorian, going for rather than having his own TV series. And this really bummed me out because now he's been stripped down. You know, and then we're kind of getting more layers of his character and everything. And then you now realize that he's just like every other dude that, you know, anti-hero kind of character that's trying to relinquish the his, his wrong deeds or whatever and trying to redeem himself. And that just neutrals the entire, um, the entire um, character, in my opinion. And that's, I think that's the issue I had with Boba Fett so far. And this episode really did a good job to show why the Mandalorian himself didn't is such a compelling character and why his own show worked better you know i mean Boba Fett, man jesus jesus that, i remember that fourth episode was so weird like i mean he makes so much stupid decisions like you, you you don't believe that this guy is the fearless bounty hunter that people are actually worried about you know and things like that i like it was driving the slave one ship yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep calling it slave one because that's what i'm used to over the salak pits which made no fucking sense because you know that this thing's a monster because he lived inside it to look for his suits which I, if i remember correctly he used his fire um his flamethrower to get out of the salak pit i think i know he was delirious coming out and he passed out before the jaw was stripped him off but he needs to i mean he should be quite certain that he did come out you know um in his freaking onesies pajamas he should have known that he came out armed so we're just and then he chasing that robot thing in the that's when I was trying to take back his ship in Jabba's palace. Just so cartoonish and so like Buster Kitten and like and it was so weird. There are some good moments in that 
episode actually between his conversations between him and um um Fennec. and obviously um Crescentin has a really nice scene i liked actually i can't, to be honest i think Crescentin is weird i actually find him more find him more compelling which is weird he hasn't said a word he doesn't even speak english but i find him more compelling than um boba it's kind of ironic but but i'm really hoping that this show picks up man i really really hope so i really hope that because this last episode was really really good i mean the whole thing from him oh my goodness the opening scene where he goes to butcher those guys inside the butcher shop more or less <clears throat> man i love how they didn't even hold back and i even love the fact that <clears throat> we got to see the black saber again the dark saber and i love the fact that he's not even experienced with it and then obviously it, the dark saber is about his own lore and things like that the way he injures himself in battle and things I, I love that and then the scene with the amora and the ampa previsla and then how oh, good when they said this is the way i just man memories came back the nostalgia hit me man <clears throat> and even his scene going on the public transport and then having to relinquish his weapons in the cargo and i was really 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 uncom- like very apprehensive or, or you know hesitant or i was really like nervous thinking i was gonna lose the taxi bar rating and things like that i mean it was just so beautiful directed and then he meeting the mechanic woman again pelly and then although i have to say something the nubian starfighter actually looks freaking amazing because i know a lot of people don't love the prequels i think i don't necessarily hate them and i think maybe the reasons because the prequel i actually watched the prequels before the original trilogy so maybe more be more lenient on it, even though I know the, the, the directions of those movies are not good, but the stories are actually quite fascinating. So it was nice to see the Nubian starfighter. Actually, see him test it and fly through um, um, what do you call it, uh, the pod racing um, routes and things like that. It was really fun. Yeah, and um, but the one that gives me curious though is <laughs> the Razor Crest. I mean, it's a huge ship that has you know living quarters and a toilet and even a, a hold for keeping his bounties you know it's weird he has low compartments and then him taking his nubian um, starfighter kind of i don't know um i mean nabu that's a nubian i mean nabu it's just weird because it's so like it's more like a race car compared to something like a van if the razor crest was a van this is more of a race car so i don't know how that works how's gonna keep any of his things but you know i i don't know man i'm curious to see what the, they do with that but it was a fan- fantastic episode the best so far undoubtedly and it even gets me way more hyped for Mandalorian season 3 now of course we have two episodes left and we don't know how it's gonna end the, the only thing I would say is this I remember with Moff Gideon you know in Mandalorian season 1 and 2 we see the kind of threat he can pose we see the death troopers and then so when they are building up and you know him and Cara Dune and the fennec and the rest are actually coming together to come and take him down you feel the intensity because you know how dangerous these things are my issue with boba apart from the, na- the kind of fluctuating narrative is also the fact that the pikes do not really see them big of a threat as i think they're trying to make them seem the, with the whole godfather table sitting scene which i thought was okay it was decent i just didn't care i mean i was like the pikes are people that you already used basically um Tuscan readers to take care to kind of wreck their their their, their um, train, so I don't really know why he's going to be guarding this show. Obviously, it seems like they're going to set up a big epic finale with Crescentin and Fennec and the Mandalorian and probably even Bo-Katan might show up again because I love Katie Sarkov, man. So yeah, I, I don't even know how that's gonna that's gonna work out, and I'm curious to see what they want to do. Um, 
but yeah my guess would be of course oh my dude how can i forget the scene the, the scene of mandela where they show the destruction of mandela that was both beautiful and kind of devastating at the same time you know um so I, i'm curious to see what they want to do with that we don't know if he's going to return to mandela to try and since you know he took off his helmet and he's been banned that's another aspect i actually really like i like the fact that different mandalorians have certain beliefs and one thing that a certain one holds extreme or holds dear to their hearts is seen as extremists another group and i love that dynamic that kind of political you know upheaval between them and clash of religious ideologies so i'm curious to see if maybe season, maybe season three of mandalorian might, might set up them going to mandalore you know try to reclaim what's theirs or try to rebuild mandalore who knows um yeah, it was a really good episode, man. I really, really enjoyed it. And then I seen on its cake for me the fact that it was directed by Bryce Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard. And that was impressive because so far, this should be our third Star Wars directed episode of a show. And it's fun, amazing. She directed the Sanctuary episode, I remember. The one that had this kind of Seven Samurais, um, Magnificent Seven vibe. That was a really good episode. The Ares episode too, that introduced Bo-Katan in live action. And now this again. So I mean, right now it's obvious that she has learned a lot from we're probably working under her father and working with some um, other people and working on, on set. She probably won't help my own Star Wars movie, and I'm definitely gonna be open to that. Alright, <laughs> moving on. Okay. This is a show that so far I is ironic. I was I was really hyped for Boba Fett and a bit underwhelmed. For this show, I wasn't I wouldn't say I was hyped, I was curious because James Gunn was gonna run it. But damn, have I been impressed massively by just how wonderfully incredible that um, Peacemaker has been. Jesus, this show is hilarious, man. The last episode was just better. It was just as good, man. I mean, with the whole time them going to infiltrate the um, factory where they, where they cradles their amber fluids and the revelation at the end with um, Lita Adebayo discovering Mern's secret as a butterfly. I mean, of course, the dialogue. This dialogue between um, Peacemaker and Economos, where we just kept on mentioning different people's names that could have been used instead, both dead, alive, and fictional. Man, oh, dude. James Gunn is better. I've always said that. I mean, James Gunn does so much better. He seems to be doing so much better with working with DC because he's able to tap into his kind of deep, um, dark-hearted style as opposed to PG-13 restriction. Don't get me wrong, like I said, Guys of Galaxy is actually a fantastic set of movies, you know, that we've had so far. And I love the sensibilities there, but definitely this this gives me way more range. I mean, I even rewatched Suicide Squad the other day. The Suicide Squad, I mean, not... Uh, that's the Suicide Squad. Can't believe how much I still love that movie, man. Um, So, Peacemaker, I don't even have, have much to say because it's just such a good show, man. And I'm really looking forward to how this is going to end. Um, obviously, this show is doing way better than they expected. And James Gunn has been confirmed to actually work on that DC project with... um. Um, what do you call it? What you might call it? Another DC project with um, DC them so Warner Brothers. So I'm curious to see what they do. I love the shout out to Kite Man, which was hilarious because that reminded me of um, Harley Quinn. And I even casually mentioned him probably being he's going to do something like Kite Man or Condiment King because I love the fact that he's taking these obscure characters because he can basically reinvent them every way, any way he wants and make them as empathetic as possible just look at what he did with polka dot man in the suicide squad man this is one of the most ridiculous comic characters of all time but this guy made a compelling character with layered backstory out of him so that was really really fascinating and i'm really excited that he did that so i'm looking forward to more let me know what you guys think actually about the boba Fett episode and the peacemaker episode all right let's move on to the meat of today's episode actually um so we've gotten um secret invasion behind the scenes images and um features um 
um, Emilia Clark and Samuel Jackson on set, I think in London, or maybe a set that looks like London, I think. And it's curious, I'm actually kind of curious about this show because I feel like they can do a lot of interesting things with this. I really want, I mean, Moon Knight, I'm, that's like my most hyped DC, um, DC MCU show right now because the trailer was really, really good. Well done. Got me really curious. Unreliable narrative, the unreliable narrative, narrative is quite interesting, can be handled well. I really hope they, 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 they do more genre experimentation, just like what the Wonder Vision. Wonder Vision was amazing for me because of the experimentation they did with the genre. It was something that was really daring and different. And I'm really hoping for that in Moonlight. And we see Vision, I mean, the basic premise can just be something so awesome and cool because you can play on typical Cold War kind of espionage thrillers. Well, of course, as always, we're not asking for a you know verbatim adaptation, but it'll be interesting to see how they work, maybe scrolls. Assuming the identity of either dead or retired Avengers, maybe like a scroll comes in as Tony Stark or a scroll comes in as, as, as um, Natasha trying to do things and stuff like that. Probably going to be a rogue unit of scrolls and stuff. But first, we still don't have confirmation on what Emilia Clark is playing. I'm going to assume she's playing the scroll queen personally. Uh, I feel like, or either the scroll queen or Angela Brand. Because I feel like, I mean, they've introduced Sword, and they, introduced, they didn't even introduce Sword in the main MCU movies. They introduced Sword in the TV series, in WandaVision. So I feel like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be too far-fetched to have Angela Brand running along with Nick Fury. But that will be really interesting to see, and I'm really excited to see what they do with Secret Invasion. Alright, moving on. Uh, those are something I actually found really, really funny. Uh, it was really funny stuff. So apparently, Universal is being sued for false advertising but the case is quite really funny and i don't know if the person if those people actually have a reason or or an important or relevant case so the, the story goes stars there's a movie called yesterday a movie i'm actually here to see but i heard really good things about it it stars hamish patel and he basically he plays a character that goes to sleep one day and wakes up and the whole world has forgotten about the beatles they don't never knew about the beatles apart from him so besides he decides to kind of you know you know, you usurp their music and sing their songs because no one else has heard them before and then it becomes this I believe he uses them to become a famous singer and what have you so apparently in the trailers for the movies um, Anna de Amas appears in the trailer and you know Anna de Amas she was Joy in the Blade Runner 2049 and um, she was also amazing as Paloma in No, no Time To Die ah, I really wish she had more scenes and she was also the nanny in um um, knives out so that was really cool so yeah I, I really think i'm really curious to see what um how the case goes because according to these people that are suing for 50 million dollars by the way they claim that the trailer featured anna de amos who is one of their favorite actresses and so decided to rent it on i think i don't know which streaming service or which rental service they tried to do it on and unfortunately, when they watched the entire movie, they never saw Anna the Amas because she was, her scenes were actually cut from the final final cut. Uh, or I think it was on Amazon, yeah. So what, this makes for an interesting debate because, first of all, it not, you, you, you couldn't really say it's false advertising in the sense like um, the movie yesterday still showcased the story that was showcased in the trailer, right? Unfortunately, most times trailers come out, you know, four, three months, six months ahead of the final movie and then the movie is actually undergoing editing at that point. So unfortunately, she didn't make the cut, you know. And um, these people, you know, they were the trailers. The whole point of the trailer is marketing movie, and they are promising that the movie is called Yesterday. It's going to feature this and that, and also going to feature another Amos. Unfortunately, it did not. And I feel like, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. It's not the worst thing, the worst kind of false advertising ever. It's not like I see if you went online to shop for a pair of shoes and then they sent you slippers. Yes, you wasted, you know, maybe like two hours of your time. 
and what have you but i mean to claim 50 million dollars is just ridiculous man but who knows man with the way rate at which things are going man people make ridiculous claims and actually win them what do you guys think about the kids you think they actually have something tangible there's been people on both sides now i personally think it's a bit outrageous i do understand that you know um it was false advertising and you know i feel like um after the movie dropped the universal should have probably cut out or edited the trailer or new trailer to remove another amos out of the movie and according to them the trailer they watched was on the amazon site so which means they weren't aware that okay they saw this trailer and which which should have probably edited with another amos out of it and then they watched and thought she's gonna appear in the movie yeah but i think it's ridiculous i don't think um they probably get maybe a mega settlement at the end of the day because they could, they could claim like you know maybe waste of time and maybe personal damages or whatever whatever but what do you guys think about it though i think it's quite ridiculous but i really um you know understand and that brings up a big question about movie trailers now now i'm one person that of course i love watching movie trailers because of, of to get hyped for a movie but obviously i don't want to be spoiled and movies have especially marvel movies do that a lot really kind of put false in false scenes to mislead the audience now in that case I feel like that is understandable because the intention is to mislead the audience from actually seeing or revealing something in the movie so that you can be surprised. So I get that kind of false advertising. For example, um, the Hulk appearing in the Wakanda battle at, at, in, the, in Infinity War, which does happen in the movie, but that was created just for the trailers to mislead people so that when you know you can get a bit better surprise. And even with Thanos having his Infinity Stones edited out, and then we obviously have the Tom. The Spider-Man trailer, No Way Home, where they edited out order to Spider-Man. Just for two. so um there's an argument to be made for misdirection there, even though it's intentional and it's meant to be for the maximum entertainment of the viewers. Anyway, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. I've already gone overboard a little bit, but thanks for your time and as always guys, stay safe and stay tuned.